Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. Has anyone ever taught you that you have to obey God's commandments to go to heaven? Today's message is entitled, A Better Hope. And we hope to give you God's true message today about salvation, how to go to heaven. I hope you'll listen. Has anyone ever told you that you have to obey God's law in order to go to heaven? I was out visiting yesterday and I talked to two teenage girls and I asked them the question, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? And one of them said yes, the other said I don't know. When I asked them what they believed they had to do to go to heaven, both of them said, well, you have to follow the commandments. You have to live a good life. You have to be righteous. Is that what you have been taught? Have you been taught that in order to go to heaven, you have to obey God's law? What does the Bible have to say about this? What does the Bible teach us concerning how to have eternal life or how to go to heaven or how to be saved uh, from the lake of fire? I want us to look at some verses today from the, big, the book of Hebrews and let's see what God has to say about this subject. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number 18, for there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. Verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. Now I want to explain these two verses to you. These two verses tell us that something has been done away with. So there's something that God has put aside. He has made it no longer valid. The word there in verse number 18 is the word disannulling. That word disannul means to do away with, to make void, to make something no longer valid. It's no longer a law. It's no longer something that must be followed. The Bible says that there is what has been disannulled, what has been put away, what has been made void, is what the Bible says in verse 18, the commandment. And this commandment that he's speaking of is a commandment that he says that came or went before. For the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. So this law which came before, has been done away with because it was weak and unprofitable. Now, what, what is this thing that came before? What is this commandment that came before that's been done away with? It tells us in verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect. So this commandment that's been done away with, that's been made void because it's weak, because it's unprofitable, is the law. And the Bible says it made nothing perfect. It perfected nothing. Okay? Now, 
This law that it's speaking of, it's not all of God's laws, not all of God's rules. God has said that we're not to sin. God has said, uh, thou shalt not kill. God has said that we're not to commit adultery. There's, we shouldn't lie. God hasn't done away with all His rules. But the law that it's speaking of is the ceremonial law that God gave to Moses and to the people of Israel, whereby they were to make certain sacrifices, they were to keep certain feasts. All these things, these ceremonies, that they were to do in the tabernacle and throughout their, their Jewish culture, these things were symbolic. They were a type, they were to teach us of something. They represented something that was to come in the future. And that's why the Bible says that this law, this commandment came before. It came before something else. And what that thing is that it came before, that it represented, that it symbolized, was what he calls a better hope. So this law... This, this, these ceremonial, religious, ritual type things, the offering of certain sacrifices on certain days, <clears throat> in a certain place, in a certain way, by a certain person. All of these ordinances that God had given to the, to the Israelites, to the Jewish people, they were something that came before something else that God called a better hope. And this better hope, in verse 19, it says, For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. So this commandment, these laws have been replaced by a better hope. The, uh, let me read to you what someone else wrote about this. They said this, the old law of ceremony, sacrifice, and earthly priesthood is counseled. It's removed. It made nothing and no one perfect, but Christ did. It is by Him, Jesus Christ, that we draw nigh to God. God's ceremonial laws have been done away with and replaced with the better hope of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our hope. He is our rejoicing. He is our strength because it is through Him that we can be saved. Now, the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, it says this, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So when the Bible says that the law was done away with, does that mean the law was a bad thing? That it wasn't something that was good? No, the Bible's not saying it was not good, that it was a bad thing. The law is teaching us it was done away with because Christ has come. 
Christ took the place or Christ, a, the better hope came and now the law, there's no more purpose in it. Because what the law did, the keeping of all these certain ordinances, the sacrifices, the rituals that the Jewish people did, what that did is it pointed to the coming Savior. It preached, it declared that there was a Messiah that was coming. All these sacrifices, the offering of a lamb once every year, where the high priest would go into the tabernacle, into the most holy place, and he would go into that place alone, and he would offer up the blood of an unblemished lamb on the mercy seat of God in the Holy of Holies inside the tabernacle. All of that pictured the Christ that was to come, who would shed his blood, he, the Bible saying, being the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the earth. All of that was representative and symbolic of he who was to come. Those things have been done away because he has now come. So we have no more need of the symbolism that he is coming because he has already come. I think most of you watching this program understand and believe that Jesus Christ came. That he came, he was born of a virgin, he lived a sinless life, that he was crucified, buried, and rose from the dead. And because that has taken place, the law that we talk about in the Old Testament has been done away with. Because that law could never justify you in the sight of God. And that's what Romans 3.20 is telling us. By the deeds of the law, by keeping the commandments of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You see, what the law was supposed to do and what the law can still do, what God's laws can still do, what God's commandments can still do, is it helps us to understand, it shows us, it demonstrates to us that we have sinned. It demonstrates in our failure that we don't live up to God's law. None of us keep all of God's commandments. When God revealed the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 20, if we look into those commandments and we try to measure ourselves according to those commandments, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not put anything before God, thou shalt not bow down to any graven images. If we compare ourselves to these laws, we would have to admit that we have not obeyed them. And so the purpose of the law was to bring us to Christ. Help us to understand that we're guilty in the sight of God and that we need a Savior. And that Savior has come, Jesus Christ. He came a little over 2,000 years ago in the form of an infant. Lived, as I said before, lived a sinless life, was crucified, buried, and rose from the dead. And he did that whereby we might be saved. He became our sacrifice. 
Our sin separates us from God. And therefore, we need salvation. And that is why Christ came. And what this verse tells us in Hebrews chapter 7, in verse 19, it says that for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. That's Jesus Christ, the better hope. By the which we what? Draw nigh unto God. Sin separates us from God, and Christ can bring us near to God. Why? Because He is our advocate. He is our friend. He is our sacrifice for our sin that we can be reconciled back to God. It is through Jesus Christ that we can have forgiveness. Many of you, uh, you listen or you have heard people present to you that in order to go to heaven, that you have to obey God's commandments or you have to live a righteous life. This is a lie. This is not scriptural. This is not at all what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches is, is that Jesus Christ came to earth and died for our sin because we did not keep the law. We are guilty in the sight of God and the law is what demonstrates that guilt to us. And when we realize that we're guilty, we realize that there's nothing we can do. We've already broken God's law. We can't go back in the past and fix it. We can't go back in the past and change what we've done. Moving forward, we still live in a sinful world and in a body of flesh, and we sin every day. So if I come to you and I tell you, oh, you have to obey God's law to be saved, that's not good news. That's not glad tidings. That's not a happy word because anyone who's honest has to admit that they sin every day. Anyone who's honest has to admit that they don't live up to the commandments. So telling people that they have to obey the commandments is not biblical in order to go to heaven. Now we tell people that they should try to obey God, but telling people that they have to obey all of God's commands to be his child is not biblical. The Bible says that has been, the law has been done away. The ceremonial laws of the Old Testament has been done away. Why? Because in those sacrifices, in those blood sacrifices, there was no redemption. Our redemption is in Jesus Christ. The law, the keeping of the Mosaic law of the Old Testament was never a means of salvation. It was always meant to show us that we're sinners and to preach to us that there is a coming Messiah, a coming Christ who would die for our sin that we could be made righteous in the sight of God. So, 
Our sin separates us from God. But there is hope. There's hope for us. If I am truthful to you, and if you're truthful to yourself, then you have to sit there right now and admit that you have sinned, and admit that you sin every day. We sin in a multitude of ways. And you have to admit to yourself that in and of your own actions, you cannot earn your way to heaven. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. The Bible says in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. It is not by our righteousness that we're saved. Why is that? Because we're not righteous. We're sinners. The Bible speaks of the filthiness of our righteousnesses. Our, our, the Bible says in Isaiah 64, 6, that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Why is that? Because when we bring our word, we bring our deeds and our actions before God, we cannot only bring the good things we have done. We have to bring all of our actions. And our sin makes everything else filthy. We're guilty before God. And it is not a law that's going to save us. The law points us to Christ because the law tells us that we're guilty. And the ceremonial laws of the Old Testament has been done away. Why? Because the Christ has come. And what the Christ did for you is He shed His blood on the cross. The Bible says... That without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. The Bible says that it is in the life of the flesh is in the blood. When you shed your blood out, you will die. Jesus died. The Bible says the penalty for sin is death. For the wages of sin is death. God told Adam, if you eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil that I have forbidden you to eat, you will die. That's the punishment for sin. That's what we deserve. Death is separation from a holy God. People often describe death as a lake of fire, and it is a lake of fire, but it's more than that. It's darkness. And ultimately, it is the absence of God. And that's why it's dark, because God is light. God has ordained a place where he has removed himself from it. A dark place, a place of torment called the lake of fire. And everyone who has sinned deserves to go there to be separated from God. And in or because of our sinful deeds we are separated from God but the Bible says we can draw nigh 
to God. We can come close to God. We can be reconciled to God. How? Through this better hope of Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus Christ that I can approach God because it is through Him that I am made clean. I am made righteous. If I were to stand before God right now, I could hold my head up and look to God because Jesus Christ shed His blood for me. And because of His blood that has been shed, my sins are covered. And I am able to approach God because of that. Because I have placed my faith in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, not in my obedience to His laws. Now, Surely I try to obey God. That's, what I'm, that's why I'm on this program. I'm trying to obey God in preaching the gospel to the world. But the gospel is good news. It's glad tidings of peace. It's the glad tidings that God is willing to give you peace with Him if you believe on Jesus Christ. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. When I was 20 years old, I had grown up in church, but I had been taught or I had uh, believed that what I learned in church was that if I'm a good person, I go to heaven. If I obey the commandments, I go to heaven. And so though I had heard of Jesus and I would heard of his burial, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, I didn't understand it. I accepted those facts to be true, but I didn't understand how it applied to me. When I was 20 years old, someone gave me the truth and helped me to understand not just that Jesus had died, but helped me understand why he had died. He had died because I was a sinner. And for the first time in my life, I understood that my that my going to heaven was not because of anything I have done or because I was a good person, but it would only be if I was willing to believe this message that Jesus Christ is the better hope, that He is the way to draw nigh to God, that He is what the law, the ceremonial law of the Old Testament pointed us to. And symbolized Jesus Christ. He is your hope. He is the only way to come to God through the person of Jesus Christ. What have you done with Jesus? Is he just like sort of like an idol that you worship, but you don't understand what he did and why he did it? Do you try to get to God by serving Jesus Christ? That's not going to get you to God by serving Jesus Christ. What's going to get you to God is to realize why He died. He died to save you from your sin. And you must put your faith in that and stop trusting in anything else. Salvation is not you're working for God and then adding Jesus to it. No, 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 no. Salvation is you putting aside what you have done and what you can do 
and understanding that He and He alone is the way to heaven. He is to get all the glory for your salvation, not your works. I hope this makes sense to you. I, I, could, I could talk for a long time and explain these things to you. If you have questions about what's being taught on this program, reach out to us. We'll give you some literature to read. We'll talk to you on the phone if, we, if you would like. We'll, we'll try to help you. If you live in the Kamasi area, we're willing to visit you. Let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know if you need our help. Let us know. If we've been a blessing to you, we'd like to hear from you. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. We'll see you next time. God bless.